Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. But back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever podcast app you use. And of course, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast and youtube.com slash upnext. Hello, Twitch and YouTube room. Yeah, hey, we podcast, but if you ever want to hang out when we go live, well, join us. And uh, the video replays are all up on the YouTube and the Twitch in case you like to, you know, put it on while you do stuff. I don't know. People like to Chromecast it to their TVs. They do, yeah. We've seen... We look so nice in 4K. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> not too shabby. Uh, and speaking of replays, the replay is up on our YouTube and Twitch of Up Next Summer Mania. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Big I mean, event. Fire Frank Sunday. I don't even. I, we can talk no. about spoilers, but like, uh, it's a tough situation. I don't know. Give them a week, maybe. Because like, know. guys, Fire a lot Fra- happened on that show. Yeah, Fire Frank and Cena put on a hell of a main event. Fire Frank is a trivia monster when it comes to pro wrestling trivia, and Frank, his Cena, his best friend, going up against him. It was quite a battle. We had the battle of was next. The was next Burts are crowned. I, again, I can't tell you which one is which. You got to tune in, but also. There was a tag team. There was a tag team match. You know yeah. what? We're breaking this rule for the no spoilers okay. thing. Yeah. Fuck Eric Marcotte. Fuck Brandon <laughs> from New Jersey. Nate Milton, he's all right. <laughs> and new. And new. Yeah. We officially have gold. Yeah. Sorry to spoil that one, but we are. Finally. We, we decided right now, right, now, right here, we had to let you know that we are the BDE champions. The BDE. Oh, yeah. That's right. Finally. 
That's right. Don't ever forget it. But yeah, go check out that replay. The podcast audio version is up for patrons, but I mean, it's a lot more fun. Why, why listen in audio when you can visually watch Brandon from New Jersey almost choke and die live on a video stream? Yeah, we definitely, you definitely need to watch the, the musical Marshmallow Mayhem. Match. The Chubby Bunny. Yeah, I don't know how that translates was, just on was, audio. He was using like industrial sized oh, marshmallows. Too big. I don't know where like he, he got himself them. up for failure. Yeah, if he were to have like died during this live stream, would we be hit with manslaughter? Uh, I have no idea. Maybe. Maybe. He's okay. He survived, thankfully. But yeah, what an event. Go check out that Mm. replay. Uh, We'll dive into some NXT. Thank you for listening. And anyone who shouted out us and checked out Up Next Summer Mania, we really appreciate it. We had a lot of fun doing it. Um, And yeah, we'll talk about some NXT, but there's a lot of other stuff that was happening. There is, yeah. We we talked about SummerSlam. We gave our thoughts at the beginning of Up Next uh, Summer Mania. But there's uh, a lot going on in WWE with the new the new changes. Um, I did actually watch Raw this okay. week along with a lot of people. Yeah. Huge rating. Um, did you get to catch any of it at all? I mean, EO Sky mm-hmm. gets me high. Yeah. There, I can say that now. It still works. Uh, EO, EO Shirai now showing up at SummerSlam was mm-hmm. just a huge reaction. For me. And then I, I did not, be, I just, because of like our schedules and stuff, I didn't check out Raw, but I definitely checked it out via Twitter and mm. stuff because I was interested. As soon as, you know, people are buzzing me like, hey, EO's on, on Raw again, uh, definitely checked out some of that stuff and probably will pull up that, that match with uh, Bianca, right? Yes. Yeah, I saw clips from it, so I was like, okay, maybe I do have to watch Raw now. With I mean, else. match quality, Raw was pretty yeah. good and um, huge focus on the women's division, them kind of kicking off the show. They do feel like the main event. Uh, act at the moment um, and now you've just got this injection with uh, Bailey, Dakota Kai, EO Sky where there's so many more options and so many exciting options yeah. in the women's division um, and then I'd say Champa is the other one I kind of mentioned that promo he did last week and on dot com on dot com and you know two big wins uh, the, the triple threat win and then the win over AJ Styles uh, facing Lashley next week it definitely seems like they're putting something behind Champa, uh, I could totally see Miz maybe costing him next week, and that's kind of his first big feud. But I think you you give that guy a mic yeah. in the ring, he's he's a star. Like we've seen it for years and years in NXT, so it's it's nice to see the focus on him. And just like some of the wrestling was really good, I'm sure you've seen the GIF of the, the AJ Styles, Styles clash, which Holy. I just keep on watching. So good the the 450 into the the styles clash on top of the Miz uh, was was great. So, yeah, like it's it's still a three hour show, and it's still like a lot of commercials, a lot of going to replays and that kind of thing. And and sometimes we criticize AEW for maybe not letting moments breathe enough, but at least that kind of relentless pace it kind of it keeps you awake and keep you keeps you on your toes. Sure. So even when it's like. I thought a good episode of Raw, it still feels a bit of a slog. Three hours is tough. When you can watch it the next day and and definitely cherry pick what you want. Like if they go, hey, we're putting on a lot more wrestling now and more time in ring, then like definitely will be something I I check out again for sure. I said on this show, the second Io Shirai gets called up, I'll I'll watch. And it's for sure. There's a star right there. Cody Rhodes being on Raw, Io Shirai being on Raw. Do we have to get tickets for Raw in two weeks? I know, I know. We should. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm off that night, so we might, might as well. To. Maybe I mean, we'll we talk can see the venue right from now. our window right now. Yeah, we should. Uh, we should 
We should should we try to get post wrestling? Uh, John Pollock, help us get some tickets to Raw. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I want to see Io Shirai, uh, Io Sky. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great that they're going with this this whole Triple H takeover, if you will. I think it's it's best for business. Uh, he did the interview with Logan Paul, uh, Impulsive, his podcast. I saw some clips of that as well, and. Basically, it still it still sounds like he's got a mindset for this business and wants to uh, take it to like the, the places you, we kind of thought he want, was going yeah. with it in, in NXT for the past like I'd say five years. Mm. But um, a clip from that that probably got the most buzz though is saying is him saying before Vince McMahon wrestling was just a thing that happened in little bars. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of people went ah uh, well actually and then. Yeah, uh, that's not the case. Like, obviously, <laughs> obviously, there was like there's stuff in MSG, there's stuff in these domes and stuff. Yeah. But I get it. Triple yeah. H, he's promoting. Yeah. You know, like you can't blame a promoter for yeah. promoting. And it's that's is kind of the. Uh, it's always been the case. Like, you know, you haven't made it until you make it in WWE, and it's still that attitude of we're the big fish here. And kind right. of, uh, although something I will say is, I noticed on on Raw. Uh, where they're kind of not forgetting about the past. They're talking about Io Shirai and Dakota Kai, and they're saying about, look, Io Shirai is a uh, NXT Women's Champion, a NXT Women's Tag Champion. Dakota Kai's done loads all over the world. They ain't new to this. Right. Whereas Jimmy Smith kind of on commentary acting like these rookies who have just stepped in, mm. and Corey's like, no, no, no. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I like how on SummerSlam... Michael uh, Michael Cole had little comments yeah. like, about Vince McMahon not being in his ear and stuff like that. But yeah, hey, Vince McMahon's out and pro wrestling is thriving. Who would have thought? It? Mm. Wow, you love to see it. No, I'm I'm excited to see where where things can go. Are we going to get competitive different products now from different things? And it's a great yeah. time to be a wrestling fan. So I feel like next year in the world of wrestling, who knows what like. Things happening and and all sorts of stuff. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm kind of... uh, I still feel... uh, Because things were kind of set up in the old regime for Clash of the Castle as well. Right. Drew and Riddle and Seth. And it's going to be slow. But I mean, right away, Champa... I remember us watching him. Where he he wins a match by DQ or whatever. And the camera's just not even looking at him at all. It's like... A directive where okay we're going to give you a match but no one's going to know who you are and that's changed overnight yeah uh so i'm optimistic oh we're gonna get johnny gargano champa main event of wrestlemania yeah, i mean great uh raw's in cleveland next week let's go <laughs> oh and that's when champa has his match exactly yeah. who's gonna save him from the miz beatdown yeah exactly this rebel heart there is a reason they bought it not just for one time yeah come on he's coming back after mm. that panel Show at Starcast. What's next? No, I didn't catch any of that. What's next for Johnny Gargano? He's mm. he's been a fan for a long time. Shout out Johnny. Uh, I think WWE is what's next. He's he's. I think, he I think it makes the most sense. Played it pretty smart. We we knew we 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 dissected it. Him leaving NXT, there wasn't anywhere for him at the time in AEW. There there's all these big pieces already in motion. He'd be kind of mm. just floating around wrestling Tony Nese or something. I I'd, I'd say. Adam Cole is one if he were to wait. I, I don't think he's in a bad position in yeah. AEW, um, but I think he could be. I, I feel he's uh, he's in like a pond with a lot of big fish yeah. in AEW, whereas I think under Triple H, again, you give the guy a mic and put him in the ring, you 
you you'll sell a crowd, you know, like, yeah. and I think he's someone who, if he'd have waited, could be in a a pretty sweet position. Well, he can go back to WWE in five years. Yeah. Oh, he's still so young as well. He can he can show up on on Raw in five years. Logan Paul will be on his third WWE Championship yeah. reign. Adam Cole will interrupt. Pat McAfee will lose his mind. Mm. It'll be great. Yeah, that's right. Wrestling will be nuts yeah. in a few few years. We yeah. also, uh, during the tailgate that we had, oh. our annual summer tailgate, we watched Ric Flair's last match. Woo! Yeah, I felt, uh, I feel like, feel no way, I feel different ways watching this. We were like, do we watch this? Like, it's still wrestling, and there's still all these other wrestlers on the card. Obviously, the I think the last year of Ric Flair in the news on the dark side of the ring, it definitely put people off, but... As a wrestling fan, as I just I will admit I was like curious to see what was gonna happen on this show. So we watched it, and uh, it was it was entertaining. I'll give it that. Highlights uh, that four way lucha match. Holy and crikey, Taurus, Taurus, man, just sign him. Undertaker, under they took a picture with Undertaker right. after the four lucha. Yes, guys. yes, I saw it. You know, Undertaker's like, dude. That's I'm going to put in a word in for you. That, uh, catching, what was it? Ban- was it Bandito? Saving Bandito's life. From, upside yeah, down. Upside down from that dive, turning it into, looked like he was going for what? Like a Styles Clash, then reversed into a Code Red. It was, yeah. it was nuts. And the thing in the ring where Bandito was just spinning around. Yeah, around it was crazy. That match, I definitely highly recommend checking out. Ric Flair's last match, I mean... We were watching uh, Dynamite last week yeah. where Brian Danielson decided to sell the concussion in the match. And we're going, oh boy, Daniel Bryan's, Brian Danielson's one of the best in the world. Is he, is he selling? Is he just selling right now? Because I feel like a little do sick because I'm like a bit nervous right now. Yeah. Um, Ric Flair, I don't know if it was, hey, I'm an old man with a pacemaker. If I sell by like playing dead... I'm going to get this crowd real worried. I guess. Or was he just kind of a little dead in this match? Because, yeah. look, I wasn't expecting anything wrestling-wise. I don't think anyone really was. So kind of got what we got. But it was that uncomfortable feeling that you might watch a man die. I feel like he's upset he didn't die in the, I don't in know. the match. Yeah. I feel like he was. that was his goal. It looked like that suplex spot that they hyped up to be the biggest thing. It's just him taking a suplex. Yeah. It was as if it, he came out of like, he blanked for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then he comes to, and he just could not wait to celebrate and fist bump Trey Baxter. Yeah. <laughs> He was leaving, and then, and then was like, "I got to turn around on. and say goodbye to Trey." Is that Christian Blake? Christian, I got a fist bump. Him. He just looked so loopy, and then he grabs a mic and says, "All the things you heard about me are true." Which then I go, "What the fuck yeah. are you doing?" And then says, "Oh, uh, I was, I was, wasn't feeling nervous, but then Kid Rock was here on his night off, so now I know I got to do it good for Kid Rock, and now we're gonna go party." I'm like, "What, what the is going? What on? are you? Yeah. Are you knocked senseless right now?" I guess so. It seems like, you know, he, there was that watching that, like, this guy could be hurt in this match. I mean, I hear a lot of people going like, ah, oh, why it was such a perfect ending. And I think as, as wrestling fans, we like that, you know, Sean, Rick, obviously he did the, the TNA stuff after. Mm. Um, and we've had that, oh, with Sean, like Sean Taker, such a perfect ending. And then he does that tag match. But as for, like, Ric Flair, like, lives and breathes this business, loves this business. And I can imagine someone... He's he's flirted with death a few times yeah. at this point. At seventy three, 
he wants one more fix before he like leaves us, you know, yeah, and I that's guess. exactly what this was. This wasn't to have like a fairy tale ending of like a great wrestling career. It was, I want to feel this one more time. I want to walk out to my music. I want to be in my robe. I want to big gold belt, wear the big gold belt, hear that crowd, all of that. Um, but yeah, it was very uncomfortable watching. Yeah, as he fakes a heart attack right in front of Mick Foley, mm. Bret Hart, and Undertaker yeah. in the crowd. <laughs> right in front of them, he yeah. does it. It's like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, again, I don't know how I felt watching it, but hey, we watched it. And it was, it was a, a car wreck, but at the same time, like, he got out of it okay, and it's over with. So, like, it's like, okay, we can, we can move on yeah. from that. But still had some other great wrestling on the show as well. And I mean... Andrade, Jay Lethal, and Jeff Jarrett. You know what? I'll praise the heel work of Jeff Jarrett. Watch his entrance. Mm. Wrestlers need to study that shit, man. No one knows how to just be an actual bad guy. Everyone knows how to be the cool bad guy. Mm. Jeff Jarrett doesn't give a fuck. He came out there. Some guy's yelling at him. He gets right in his face, yelling all sorts of obscenery. Karen Jarrett's losing his mind. He Losing her mind. Jeff Jarrett grabs this guy's beer and throws it right in his <laughs> fucking face. <laughs> Could you imagine? He great as well. Yeah, he did. Like, he was incredible shape. Like, I didn't think he looked... Like, remember when they brought him back for, for the Rumble and then he had, I think, a match against Elias on TV and yeah. they they put him in his, like, old, like, 90s, yeah. like, early 90s gear and looked like old washed-up tribute of... Like, what Jared doing? looked fine here. Like, yeah. I'd buy him on a roster. This is his right like now, TNA like, gear and, yeah. and everything. So yeah, it was, he he looked good. I thought they they did the best they could for that match, and it was still entertaining as much as a, a car wreck as it was. But of course, Ric Flair blading as well. Mm. Hugo didn't blade though. No, sadly, unfortunately, he was waiting. Yeah. He was standing by. You need me? I'm in the battle of the blades. Uh, Rick has definitely beat him in that. I think. Uh, but yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. But two big big nights of wrestling from past weekend. I'd say for SummerSlam, Logan Paul. Really showed up as well. He's someone I could not really care about until kind of that match. I went, okay, maybe you, you can pick this up really quickly, actually. Uh, I, I would give him praise for sure. And, and again, I could see him being down the line kind of a big deal that they use. He has quite a online presence. And like just from him sharing videos of him wrestling alone, that could also attribute to why Raw ratings are pretty good. Uh, as well, it's just a good combination of mm. yeah, we want to see good wrestling, but this guy actually can wrestle, even though he's not really yeah one of those indie darling kind of wrestling no, I, guys. I thought he looked he looked good, yeah, he looked very good. And then my match of the night was probably Bianca and Becky, and then now 100%. I'm seeing Becky's shoulder was like popped up. Oh I, man, I had no idea Grody. during the match. Oh um, yeah, kind of like what happened with Finn Balor, right? In that uh, yeah. undisputed, sorry, the Universal Title match. Yeah. Yeah, popped right out, and the photo looks nasty. And obviously, on on Raw, she's kind of said she's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, I had no idea watching the match. Yeah, like, and apparently it happened quite early on as well. <sighs> really? Yeah. Okay, that's why I thought that match was fantastic. Yeah, so. I I loved it. I it's definitely towards the end of the year. I'm going to want to rewatch the Mania and the SummerSlam one to yeah. see which one I prefer. But uh, yeah, those two have great chemistry, and Bianca Belair on like a great run. I on these so. big stages. Finally, not, yeah. not, make, not ducking her the way they did like last year, I mm. think. They finally have, have realized that. And I mean, and just kind of circling back to Triple H and the women's division with WWE bringing in Dakota Kai, EO Sky with Bailey. I mean, she's got to be coming home. The boss. Sasha? Yeah. The boss is coming back to work, I think. It sounds like it. There have been reports that yeah. they've been in uh, 
in talks. They could work this into a like that whole CM Punk leaving WWE storyline, MJF stuff that's going on. Just have her all of a sudden show up, beat the shit out of a, a, a heel or whoever. Like she would just get the craziest. Oh yeah, reaction if if they showed up. Same with Naomi. Hmm. Uh, joining the Bloodline, I think, is still in the cards with Solo. But yeah. Uh, that was a, that was a fun wrestling weekend. Before we jump into NXT, we should say that tonight we won't be going live for BD Elite, but instead you can find us on Post Wrestling's Rewind a Dynamite as Braden and Davey are going to be joining John Pollock to review Dynamite yeah, tonight. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, so if you're looking for BD Elite this week, it won't be on this feed. Go check out Post Wrestling Rewind to Dynamite. Way has taken some time off. All the blessings to Way. But we'll be hanging out with Pollock tonight, and we're going to chat about Dynamite, and I'm pretty uh, excited about that. We haven't really had a BD Elite with with. No, Pollock. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think if we've done anything. Yeah. Uh, kind of not since, what? I mean, all in. I guess isn't really AEW. Have we did we a, a. Have we, we done an AEW show? We did a best match ever. Stan Hansen, yeah, with John Paul. Obviously, we've done best and worst of, but no, I don't think we've done a Dynamite with wow. John. So okay. yeah, looking forward to getting this. the main roster. We're we're Means jumping. You, shit. you don't have to note. I can just chill. We can just chill. Wow, John's gonna take all the notes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just we're give just our gonna be in with our, our color comments. Yeah, yeah, our hot takes, my random predictions. Yeah. it'll be great. Everything will work out. Yeah, and I'm sure the. The post-wrestling YouTube chat won't hate us at all. Oh, no. They'll love us. They love everyone. Yeah, they love us. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Hey, if you love us even just a little bit, maybe you can love yourself and get yourself a gift that keeps on giving because it's the beginning of the month, which means it's a great time to check us out on our Patreon.com slash up next because we have a crazy hot summer month Ahead of us. We should have done Wet Hot American Summer, but doing comedies are a bit, uh, just yeah. not as fun, even though I might have to it's throw that It just ends on. up us being, us saying the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> we like to be the jokes, damn it. Uh, but if that, if that's okay, we have a bunch of other shows this month, including retro NXT reviews in Was Next. We're chatting all about the, the whole storyline actually with Sasha Banks and the BFFs. We got RVD was showing up at one point in NXT. Cesaro's dabbling. Sammy's the guy. There's, all sorts of different stuff going back. We're in 2013 currently on Was Next, so those are some shows. This week, we have a World Champ pick. World Champ patrons get to select stuff, and then we have them on the show, and they chat all about it. Now, we used to do these Batman reviews, if mm. you're familiar with. We've done a lot of them. Yes, we know we still have the Batman to do. We will get to it one day. But Rob McDonald has selected Man of Steel. Yeah, Rob kind of started off this whole Batman thing by picking the 1966 Adam West Batman movie uh, back in the day. Um, And he kind of said, look, you've you've pretty much done it all now, uh, but you skip right to Batman v Superman and then did Justice League without doing kind of part one of that story, which is Man of Steel. So, uh, yeah, this one I saw back in 2013 when it was out in the theatres. I've not seen it since uh, until doing this review. So, yeah, back in the world of uh, DC. Soups. Mm. Yeah, so that'll be coming out this weekend. Man of Steel, chatting all about that. But if you want a little sneak peek of all the other shows coming out this month, we have another Up Yours, which just sounds wild because someone has picked one of my favorite movies. Who picked this? 
movie. Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, that was Justin. Justin. Shout out Justin, world champ patron, picked Rumble in the Bronx. Jackie Chan kicking some ass. I cannot wait to talk all about this movie. Bodegas, New York City, that's actually filmed in Vancouver. And Jackie Chan filming like the final stunts with a broken foot. Mm. Can't wait to talk all about that. We, we know uh, NXT Heat Wave is coming up in a few weeks, so we're looking back at ECW Heat Wave from 1998, which is just a crazy stack card. That'll be something that comes out. And, I mean, we just did a Goodfellas review. I highly recommend checking that out. But another world champ pick. This one's a little off the beaten path. Our man Neil has selected a few good men. Oh, yeah. You want the truth? We'll give you the fucking truth when we chat all about this movie. Hey, it's a really good movie. It's one of uh, Neil's favorite films uh, It's ever. a great movie. Uh, it's just a little, like, a, a few people have messaged like, whoa, okay, I'm not against this. It's just a little, like, it's no more, it's no crazy fighting. Hey, we're all over the place <laughs> yeah. up next. And, yeah, to balance it out, we needed to yeah. <laughs> switch it up a little bit. And, well, we've just had Shark Week. We celebrated Shark Week. Look, we love animals here at, at the BDE, and we love Shark Week. It was a good time, but... It's August now, and we need to look. We need to look forward to celebrate other animals in the animal kingdom. And I think we found a way to somehow weasel in a movie that we've been teasing and teasing forever. And, and officially, you have found World Orangutan Day. Oh yeah! On is it the twenty first? The nineteenth. The nineteenth, isn't it? Okay, World Orangutan Day is happening later this month. And I mean, we we couldn't do an orangutan movie without first looking at quite possibly the greatest, the greatest orangutan. orangutan movie of all time. Dunstan checks in. Finally. I, I think we're going to review this and realize it's a very problematic film. <laughs> yep. Uh, I can't wait. Um, this is one for some reason we've been talking about for years yeah. and never got round to. Uh, like fun Fun fact. Do you want an orangutan fact right now? <laughs> Do they have bones? <laughs> They've got long arms. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, about 2.2 meters or over seven feet. Wow. From fingertip to fingertip. That's nice. Yeah. Shout out orangutan. Well, we're excited. We're going to massaging do... with those arms, right? <laughs> uh, you might be wondering what the hell's wrong with you guys. But from 1996, this movie is about a, an orangutan in a hotel. Yes. We're going to be chatting about that later this month, and we're super excited. So we'll, we would appreciate your feedback on that one, especially if anyone grew up watching that ridiculous movie. But hey, maybe you want more wrestling this month. Well, we're going to give you that as well, because they were celebrating 20 years of Rey Mysterio in the WWE. We're going to celebrate Rey Mysterio. We're going to do a best match ever. Rey Mysterio mm. chatting all about the best. Boyaka, boyaka. Yeah, 619. We're going to chat all about the best of Rey Mysterio and we would love some some feedback on what matches we should take a look at because can't wait to dive into the world of Rey Rey and everything. So that'll be coming later in the month as well. But go check all these shows out. Patreon.com slash up next. It's only five bucks a month to access all these shows on the North American tier and you get everything in the back catalog. I mentioned that Goodfellas review that just came out. That was a ton of fun. We've done all the retro NXT reviews, all the best matches ever, all the retro pay-per-view reviews, and it's only $5. Go check us out. What are you waiting for? Yeah, we are content creators, and we would like you to check out the content that we create. All right, well, shall we get into some NXT? Hell yeah. Okay, NXT from August the 2nd, 2022, and we're kicking things right off with the NXT 
well, the vacant NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, it's a fatal four-way elimination. Caden Carter and Katana Chance taking on Valentina Ferois and Ulyssa Leon versus Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley taking on Toxic Attraction. Um, so this starts off with Dolan, uh, grabs Tatum by the foot, and we've seen Tatum do this kind of backflip out of it, goes for a drop kick to Gigi, misses her by about a mile here. <laughs> um, Valentina comes in with a head scissors that she transitions into a submission, like a kind of, almost like an octopus stretch, and then transitions that back to complete the head scissors, which I thought looked really nice. There's then an assisted somersault sent on to Caden from Ferois, and then Leon military presses Valentina over her head, throwing her to the outside on top of everyone. Yeah, this was awesome. She lifts her own partner to then throw her on top of everyone. And then if that wasn't enough... Yeah, she follows up with a topek on Hilo, taking everyone out again. Yeah, very impressive. I think the the whole first chunk of this match with these two kind of getting all their stuff in was... They're great. These two are really fun. They have really impressed. Their chemistry is hitting. All their moves are hitting. They're they're coming together really well. I was rooting for them in this match. Feroz then tags in and hits cross body, uh, and there's a suplex by Leon and for a near fall. Ivy then tags in and just punches Feroz right in the head uh, to (laughs) pin her. Uh, just yeah, was like, this in the gut or was it like was it in the gut? I was. It's kind of a weird finish. I yeah, thought. it was a kind of abrupt. It's not a finish. It's an elimination. It's sorry. an elimination. Yeah. I think just putting up Ivy like Diamond Mines yeah. kind of got this MMA sure. vibe to it. So it was this strike, but that's it's one of the things we've brought up before. Whenever it's an elimination match or a two out three falls or an Iron Man or whatever, there's always a pinfall where you're like, huh. I feel if it was one-on-one, you'd yeah. have kicked out on that. Yeah, why are people kick- not kicking out of DDT? And, and now stuff? it's just like, yeah. oh, you got punched and you're out. Uh, uh, but yeah. a shame to see them eliminated because I-, I thought these were fun. Yeah, look, I-, I like where Diamond Mine is going and Ivy Nile is impressing too. But I thought it was a little abrupt for them to go out that way, especially because they were so impressive in their short stint in this match. But I think the highlight of this match was from this team. And I could see them being champs down the line. Mm. Uh, so... Uh, Paxley then lifts Katana off from the mat into a vertical suplex, which looked pretty pretty impressive. Uh, Nile then leaps off Paxley's back with another punch to the face. There's a big kick to the throat from Nile for a two count, and this is where I noticed that Ivy is actually bleeding from the mouth. Oh. Here. Uh, Katana springboards. Uh, I call it the fame jump. It's like the big split leg. Uh, she does this like springboard yeah. fame jump over Tatum's head. That's the even I can understand what you're what you're yeah. saying, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I thought looked pretty good. And then uh, Carter tags in, and uh, there's the codebreaker from Chance, and but Jane uh, kind of JC Jane capitalizes and pins Paxley uh, here to eliminate Ivy and Paxley. So she stole her like stole the pin, pin. essentially. So now we've got Toxic Attraction uh, taking on. Caden and Katana, probably the two most established teams in this division at this point. Um, they Toxic go for the high low to Katana, but Caden runs in and kicks JC in the side of the head to break up the pin. There's then a soul food from Jane uh, to Jane from Katana, um, and then Caden and Katana set up for their 450 splash neck breaker combo, but Gigi grabs at the ankle. Uh, JC then rolls up Caden for the pin, but Caden pushes her off towards the ropes, allowing Katana to kick her in the head, and then this sets up for their 450 neck breaker, and Caden and Katana win. 
Yeah. Shout out Caden and Casey. See mm. that? We're calling the old name. It, it sounds so much better than Katana, Katana Chance, Chance. But hey, they took a chance. Hey, I'm happy that they actually won here. They made it. They treated it like a big deal. We've been doing this show for a long time. We've followed these two as a team for quite a long time. And if this title, if these titles were literally thrown in the trash in, in a gimmick, like we need to revitalize the division mm. and Toxic just wasn't doing it. So it was the right thing to do and these two can probably put on week to week good tag matches there's all these other teams you could rematch any of the other teams within this match at, for starters uh, but I'm happy that they finally got somewhere they're impressive they've gotten so much better I yeah I quite enjoyed this match um, I I think all four teams are, have like good stuff to show it was interesting that Caden and Katana were complete baby faces yeah tonight. <laughs> uh, that was definitely a Change. let's not push the whining yeah and good being tough, it's. I do feel. I think we could have got to Cora and Roxy without having this tag title thing. I always think back to like the teams that won after like the title being vacated. Ember Moon is one where I always thought you don't feel like the champ because Asuka Asuka just vacated it and right. now you won it. And it, I kind of got that with Caden and Katana. I think it would have been nicer to maybe keep the titles on toxic and have them beat them like legitimately yeah, i think yeah. would have solidified them a bit more uh but i think it's a good direction these are like they're they're the best team in the division in my opinion and they they've been a team for a while so i think it makes sense to put it on these two uh i i agree completely and i think that the things that we've been hating about them is this like weird pushing this ravey fun thing where they've been going like i see what they're trying to do but i don't think they're going about it the right way where you just come across really unlikable and then they started going into that unlikable thing which was i guess mm. working but then they totally scrapped that and made them baby faces and, it makes and the crowd sense. were treating them as such tonight yeah, they were yeah. getting in i mean i hate the woo woo yeah. thing like it's just so when i'm out and i hear that it's yeah. like it's like chalk on a on a, <laughs> whoop, a chalkboard whoop. to me uh, like nails on a chalkboard but um but the crowd were like chanting along yeah. for them and definitely uh, were into Caden and uh, Katana. But I will say, Ulyssa and uh, Faraz? Yeah, Faraz, yeah. Uh, but they're amazing they're too. Great. I could see some big things for them as well. So we then go and backstage where we see the NXT UK tag team champions of uh, Briggs and Jensen with Fallon Henley. And they're asked, what's next? And Up next. Jensen goes... Next, well, I'm still waiting for my first, as uh, Fallon kind of like, stop it. Wait, stop. I thought he was a cha- well, No, what, that's breaking this, the whole storyline arc here. No, he still has, he's still a... But he said He's one still day, a virgin, but he's he, like... He's done like second base? He's done like hand stuff? I think he's done Mouth some stuff? stuff, and I think he's more... Uh, he's beginning to love himself, you know, you can't love uh, I think he was doing a lot of that before. Yeah, no, but... <laughs> I, I thought they said that when he became NXT UK tag champ, like all of a sudden, like, oh, the world's open. He got up. A ten- attention, but maybe he's still like a little a little just shy when it comes to that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Back, he's, maybe he's just lying. He was lying about that. Like, oh, I got the gold now and they yeah. all love me. And he, he really doesn't. Uh, they say that um, we've been knocked down on our ass, but we always get back on the horse no matter what. Uh, and then turn their attention to Joe Gacy with the dyad. Uh, who are there and Gacy says you are a second generation superstar and unfortunately that's something Cameron Grimes cannot say Grimes was a journeyman who just couldn't have the same success that your uh, sorry Grimes's father was a journeyman who just couldn't have the same success that 
your dad did, uh, referring to Bull Buchanan. Sorry, Joe Gacy's like, oh, Cameron Grimes' dad, who was obviously in a lot of wrestling, he's mentioned, but never was like in WWE, I'm assuming, and stuff like that. But he's comp- he's like, ah, Grimes' dad wasn't as successful as Bull Buchanan. But like, yeah. I mean, it's how you measure success. Yeah. Like, Bull Buchanan was getting those yeah. WWF checks during the hottest period of the company. I'll just say this sucks because Gacy's like, hey, what's going on? Uh... I want to talk about Cameron Grimes yeah. to you guys for no absolute no reason. fucking reason while these two dorks look cross-eyed at each other. Yeah. Uh, James Drake. Sorry. Is he, is he Rip Jagger? What? Rip Fowley. Right. Rip Foley. Rip Fowler. Rip, um, Rip Taylor. Says, your eyes are looking into my soul. Uh, Gibson says, I can give you a roadmap to success. And Jensen says, well, I can, I know the directions to a fist in your face. And Joe Gacy lays out a match against Jensen, says, let's have a match and it will be a message for Grimes. Nice. Yeah, this this Gacy stuff is... Hate it. Yeah, so, so done with it. And these two guys just standing next to him with their Mr. Burns hand gestures. So funny. Come on. Yeah, I feel so bad for Gibson as well, having to shave that beard off. Yeah. He looks Beards awful. off for Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> we see Trick and Mello, and they say that life has been great since the Great American Bash. They've been stacking dollars and starting drama with the likes of Wes Lee and taking all your baby mamas. <laughs> and, then, and then Mello's like, whoa, not all of them. We got to give them back <laughs> sometimes. So you hear that? What? Your baby mamas are not safe. Yeah. It is what it is, as they say. And we're here to celebrate as it's the A-Champ's birthday uh, Mello is money player and Mello makes the money move and the next person to step in this ring can step up or get stepped and get stepped on and that's when Giovanni Vinci's music hits and he's doing his his poses when outruns Nathan Fraser because they said the first person in the ring yeah. can get a title shot so Fraser's like all right this guy's taking his time I'm gonna Run down. He photo bombs the second photo, like waving, and then slides into the ring. Therefore, takes the. the I think spot. this is great. Like, how many times have we seen the open challenge? And it's like, sorry, it's an open challenge for a title, and one person has come out. Like, yeah. I want to see them in gorilla, like fighting each other to yeah. get to the ring. I thought this was quite funny, and like this shot of like the free frozen yeah. one with him behind was pretty funny. And Wade Barrett actually was really good too because he's like, whoa, okay, Vinny versus Mello, like. Strap in. This mm. could be like one of the best TV matches. Like he's selling it. And yeah. then he's like, oh, and we're it's, not getting that. <laughs> so Vinci joins commentary here and is trying to like, he's playing it cool. He's like, all right, yeah. okay. Fraser took it, but he was, he was not, he didn't seem like overly mad about it. He's right. still like playing cool, calm, collected. Um, Fraser is like incredibly quick. Obviously both these guys are, but there's a great bit right at the beginning where they're just running the ropes forever, yeah. like leapfrogging, dropping down. And then eventually Fraser hits with a big drop kick. Mello comes in with the fadeaway, which is his springboard, like backwards guillotine guillotine leg drop uh, against the draped opponent. Uh, Fraser goes for a springboard moonsault, but Mello moves. So Fraser lands on his feet and just lands on his feet right into the springboard clothesline from Hayes for a two, which the timing I thought was great here. Uh, Fraser then sends Mello headfirst into the turnbuckle. There are two super kicks from Fraser for a two count. And then Fraser hits a uh, tope suicida to Mello, knocking him into the announce table and thus knocking Vinci's drink oh, all over him. His water. I don't know where he got this from because he didn't bring it to the ring. Cause 
I noticed it was when it cut to him like yeah, sitting down. It was, it was like this cup, a coffee cup, but full of ice water. Yeah. So when it spilt on him, you couldn't even see it because it's just water, and he's already like sweaty, anyways. So now Vinci's pissed. Uh, Fraser goes off, uh, goes up to the top rope, but Fraser knocks him off as the referee isn't looking. So Fraser's up top, and Vinny shoves him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, allowing Mello to hit the nothing but net, his uh, top rope guillotine leg drop for the win. Yeah, uh, pretty good setting up the the different matches within a match. And I thought it was a pretty good way to help. Melo does a good thing. I, I talk about heels being like the cool heels, obviously. But he comes across like ever since the beginning when he slapped Adam Cole, like this ruthless aggression thing he said, the whole thing. Here he is saying, it's my birthday and I'm celebrating by having a match. Yeah. It comes, that like does a lot more for a character than like comparing it to... We just saw Swerve and Keith Lee win the tag titles in AEW, and their celebration was like a shitty little cake, and them in the ring, like, and we're celebrating. It's like, no, this guy's like, I'm not doing that. I'm having a match. And I was like, okay, you you established yourself as a bigger star that way. I see him being more of a tweener now as well. And I I definitely see them maybe moving him more into uh, a babyface role, because I think the crowd really like him and him and Trick. I do want to see that match now. Vinny versus Mello. I mean, you could you could stretch that. Him Vinny. <laughs> Vinny, what's his name? Vinci. Vinny, Vinci, <laughs> fuck, whatever. Because he, they go at the Giovanni, end. Giovanni, so it's like Giovanni. You're mixing the two. Yeah, because at the end, what do they go? Like Vinny, Vincenzo, uh, yeah, Vincenzo yeah, yeah, yeah. something. Uh, yeah, that match would be good. But now it sets up. Uh, we'll just call him Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Sins. It's yeah. fine. Uh, that, yeah, I, I think... I think um, uh, Fraser's probably still in this picture and I think from stuff later maybe Solo Sokoa as well so I wonder if um, I don't want to see another ladder match yeah. uh, but I wonder if there's some kind of multi-man match we could do Elimination Chamber which would be <laughs> fuck yeah, uh, which would be good for these guys I, I thought the match was pretty entertaining I think Fraser isn't quite hitting for me yet I know yeah. the talent's there but there's I haven't really seen much from him that I don't get from other people on this roster yet. And I thought Mello was someone to really step up with. That wasn't to say it was a bad match, but uh, I'm looking for a bit more from Fraser. I'm getting spanky vibes from Nathan Fraser. I, I can see that. Like really fast, really good talent, but you're running by, you're waving, you're always like, hi, uh, yeah. can I be your flag bearer and all that stuff. And it's not like he's doing like one thing, which is just like... Like a, you'd see a Dante Martin do something just completely spectacular where sure. you go, how do you do that? And sure, like he, he's he good. flips he's and really he's good. fast, but yeah. I, I'm waiting for that kind of one thing. He's got to find a groove, yeah. Blow me away. Like back in the day, we're talking about um, what's next. And you see the first time Neville hits that red arrow and people are like, okay, who is this guy? Exactly. And I don't think we've had quite that yet. Fair Whereas enough. you go back to that uh, match he had on Dark, where he did turn heads. Exactly. And kind of that's what I kind of keep referring to. Well, he's Seth's boy, so eventually he'll be Paul's boy too. Right. So maybe. I do think he's got to find more of a, not so much a character, but he's, he's young, right? So Yeah. So he's got to, uh, to, to find that groove. And I, I think he will, but you're, you're right. Um, they're really promoting quite heavily the uh, main event tonight. And I, that was something I noticed on on Raw, and maybe on SummerSlam. SummerSlam. They SummerSlam. were pushing this big That's right. discount anywhere. SummerSlam was Von Wagner's world, yeah. and we're just living in it. So here we've got a Solo Sokoa video package, uh, just kind of 
showing him on the streets and all that and all highlights from this feud. Streets. Um, yeah, I thought they did quite a good job of building up this main event yeah. tonight. We go to the Championship Summit, a.k.a. the contract signing between Bron Breaker and J.D. McDonough. Um, Wade Barrett, who's kind of uh, leading this, brings up uh, about last week being quite uncomfortable with J.D. McDonough when he was going through the crowd and stuff. J.D. says he felt very comfortable, but he wants to talk about NXT Heatwave. He doesn't want to talk about the past. He's thinking about the future here. He says, I've never been in the ring with someone like Bron. Uh, I see the passion and fire in your eyes, and to some it will be intimidating, but to me it's a stimulant because everything inside me tells me to stomp it out. And everyone looks at you with respect, but I look at you and just see a roadmap of everything I will destroy. Uh, And I'll hear screams of agony while Alicia Taylor announces me. Is it Alicia Taylor? Yeah, I think so. As the new champ. He's going to rip those muscles off your bones. Yeah. What a weirdo. Uh, Bron then says, look, JD, you are special. I've got Peacock. I've been watching the NXT UK shows, and damn, you were champion there for over a year. And what? Uh, Cruiserweight, I think. It oh, took it right. me a while to think. Right. I was like, oh yeah, he was. Right. Um, maybe he was watching uh, OTT. Yeah. <laughs> he maybe saw that. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I doubt he'd have brought that up, though. Uh, he said, and look, I've been up against uh, great wrestlers like Champa and Ziggler, but of all of them, you might be the smartest. And uh, they get to the contract signing. JD says that this summit isn't going to end in violence, but it will end in blood. And he cuts his finger Ugh. open and signs the, the contract in blood. Offers his hand to Bron to kind of shake, like the kind of like blood pact here. Blood brothers. But Bron just holds up the title in his face. So JD then licks his own finger in yeah. blood. What a little weirdo. Yeah. This guy. Uh, So he cut his own finger. And I don't think he actually cut his own finger unless he did because he did a little good thing. When he reached out, he was shaking. So I was like, did this dude actually cut his finger? I think he cut his finger. I was like, yo, you don't need to do that. Like, yeah, (laughs) he's blading. It was the shaking though. It was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, that could hurt. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, interesting approach. They've, they've been doing this like methodical precision thing where this guy's like, I don't know, it kind of, again, very American psycho, very creepy, very like out of the, out of the box of the normal thing. I think he's doing it well. Yeah. Um, I want to see it like translate when he's wrestling now, but I, I thought this was good. And I thought it, I quite liked that this was not your typical contract signing that ended with Bron Breaker putting JD McDonough through the table, right. which is, you know, what you get. I like that he brought that up. It, this isn't going to end in violence. It's going to end in blood. Violence. Signed in blood. So this is in Heat Wave in two weeks. Heat Wave. Right. Bron versus JD. Yeah, you know what? I think um, this this character works. He keeps getting, trying to get over the necessary evil. Mm. Um, and I don't know if all this stuff is necessary, but it, it is kind of working because it makes him stand out from... A lot of things. And I think that's something you have to give to NXT when it doesn't work. Maybe they've cut, like, think of Duke as the, like, gambler, uh, poker player. They eventually cut it because they're like, okay, this is really bad. Other things they, like, eventually cut. Whereas this is something like, hey, try this. And then it's like, okay, well, maybe there's, like, legs. You know, if you take this and talk with, you know, different producers, maybe on on a Raw or SmackDown, they could bring something to Mm. this. Or, you know, like, create the next, like, where it goes. Because right now he's just... 
he's creepy and he's like precise and stuff. I'm like, there's something there, but I'd almost like to see him win a match with something really unusual in seconds. Like you know, like last yeah. week he's going on about, oh, you've got sure. a weak collarbone, yeah, and just do something like. Because he knows that targets the exact point on a body and just squash just someone, squeezing, yeah. and they're like ah, and tap immediately, and you Fair go oh, enough. that's that's different, but shows that he can really dissect every part of the body. Even like have a match against someone and like murder them in two seconds, mm. like headbutt them, make them tap, and then just go with the whole evil thing, the fiery little angry Irishman kind mm. of thing, but mixing in with this thing because they've t- his gimmick before was always he's irish yeah so like they don't even really mention that which i think is a good thing because you can always bring that back around but i so far i think this match could be pretty good as yeah. well uh apollo cruz uh goes to the diamond line mine dojo to wish them luck for their tag team championship match tonight and uh brutus and julius are like oh thanks man that means a lot and anytime you want to get a roll on the gym is open and cruz gives them some advice watch your back not everything is at its seams. And Brutus is like, hey, what, what do you mean? Julius is like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. We got it. We got this. And Apollo reminds them that keep those eyes open and kick some ass. Uh, and that's when Damon Kemp comes in and says that just heard from Roddy, who's kind of stuck in traffic. He's running late. Uh-oh. But he said he'll be there for the match. Um, Car trouble. Was this Apollo Crews kind of seeing the future? Seeing the future. I was getting. I know you don't know the reference, but people were Desmond in Lost, where he'll just be like, "Hey, Charlie, you might want to put a, a lightning rod on your tent there." Okay. Because he keeps on seeing flashes of yeah this, this guy dying. This is exactly Apollo Crews is that so Raven here. He can see the future, and he's telling them like, uh, "In your future, in your future, someone's gonna... nothing really happened tonight." He didn't say tonight. Tonight, I see the future. Yeah. It's the future. Something's so, going to keep Roddy. your eyes open. It's, yeah, it's right. Yeah. But he's having car trouble. He's stuck in traffic, so it's yeah. fine. But yeah, this guy can see the future. A toxic attraction of freaking out backstage, having lost their title opportunity. So angry. And Mandy is mad at them, says, what was that? Uh, I knew they were going to cheat to win. Uh, this is when Mackenzie comes in and they just go, oh my God, you come in at the worst time and just shoo her away. And Mandy says, I'll... I'll make Toxic look good tonight yeah. as she goes for her match now. So Mandy Rose versus Saray. They're doing a callback right from a year ago that uh, when Saray kind of busted up Mandy's face with that drop kick. Uh, Saray's been in uh, NXT UK for the last few weeks and she's been training with uh, Mako Satomura. Um, that's something I've noticed over the last few weeks, like really building that connection between NXT and NXT UK. Um which I think is good. Like UK seems to be the NXT to NXT sure. now. Um, and Saray sets up right away for that crazy leg drop, sorry, crazy drop kick to the face. But Mandy goes to the outside. Uh, Saray springboards off the bottom rope with an arm drag. There's then a second rope missile drop kick, uh, followed by the perfect plex from Saray for a two count uh, with a nice bridge here. Mandy fights back with a spine buster and then just hits the rose trigger kind of out of nowhere for the win. Um, and then says, Zoe Stark, I hope you're watching closely because this is what awaits you. Grabs a chair, starts to attack the knee of Saray, and then locks it round the leg. Is going to stamp on it when Zoe runs out for the save and hits a super kick. Scaring her off. Mm. Yeah, uh, the match had some okay stuff. Saray always, like you said, hitting some some good-looking wrestling, but I, I broken record is Mandy's matches just don't, 
don't hit at all. There's something just not clicking for me. It's 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 almost like dead in the water when it comes to her offense because it's like the stomps. It's this. It's like there really isn't anything impressive. There was no flow to this match. I didn't think. Yeah, and it's it's every time we talk about her matches, it's the same thing. So I just don't know what like what is going on with Mandy because when she first got here, we were like, okay, she's doing fallaway slams and kip ups. And... She's she's always been best when it's been a like a multi woman yeah. match. I think that's because everyone impressed. else because yeah. she she does hit some things quite nicely, but it's that. Like connective tissue to yeah. marry it all together, and as you say, it's just then stomping, posing might hit a night. Like I think a rose trigger looks pretty nice yeah. most of the time, um, and Saray is just kind of dull to me. I think she hit some like nice looking moves, but they've struggled with this character. I I feel I feel she's been very start stop. Like she came into the company had a. Uh, like I think tail end of black and gold. Yeah. If I'm right. Yeah. Uh, had a bit of a good show in like with the match against Mandy originally and that kind of thing. And then they went cold on her. She disappeared. It did the gimmick change. She disappears and she's never really had that momentum going. And I don't know how the best way to salvage it is. Cause I, I can't say that she's, connected with me yet like uh a lot of the other kind of japanese talent have in nxt over the years and it's their fault for like the mickey mouse stop start kind of stuff but yeah this this didn't hit for me and i know that the one before was good a year ago but i would say the same was uh io shirai wasn't hitting with me until the character change and then it all came together so i i think she's clearly a good wrestler there's just something to unlock and i don't think this kind of uh sailor moon thing is quite hitting like it could but yeah it is something something that and job into mandy doesn't help i guess yeah but mandy mandy zoe is the main story uh leading with what zoe versus mandy at heat wave yes so looking forward to that uh we get a great video package for St- tiffany stratton where they're uh showing off her gymnastics background and it's her kind of in a gym doing all the flips and the the stuff on the the horse and the, the beam and all that I mean, yeah. I mean, finally, they, they always show like clips of her from the past, but now it's like they set up a, this filming thing in, in the gym where she's doing all crazy sort of flips and everything. Very, very talented. She says, when you're a gifted and superior athlete, you have no time for the likes of Wendy Chu. I guess that's why everyone in NXT is obsessed with me. Tiffany Stratton and the word loser do not belong in the same sentence because uh, she's still mad about the Battle Royal uh, where she lost. And she says, maybe if I lived a miserable existence, I would be okay with losing two, but I don't. Damn. Uh, she sounds great. I love all these lines. I thought it was interesting that they're showing more of her kind of athletic background here rather than her just in a hair salon or in a mall or something doing this. Um, it Maybe it's to kind of show her as being a bit more legit. She is for sure. She sounds good whenever she talks in these promos, whether it's live, anything she, whenever she talks, she gets over. She has a, a, a presence. And I think in the wrestling, she's been connecting. And I mean, with this background and stuff, again, we, we've been singing the praises of Tiffany Stratton. I could see big things in WWE for, for her. She's kind of got the whole package. And at this young age to kind of start getting it this early, like, yeah, I know she's probably still green at, at wrestling and stuff, but anything we've seen so far, we're like, okay, actually, all right, it it could go pretty far. I like these videos, and she's she has the, shot really nice. She's the, like the the meanest 
yeah. on, on these shows. I need to see your... I'm sorry, Wendy Chu. We need to put this fucking thing to bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, this needs to end. Re- like, yeah. stop it. Uh, as much as I well, love yeah, both of they them. They teased the kind of character change of Chu last week. May Yeah. <laughs> they need to do some gimmick match now. I assume so, yeah. We see. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Axiom, who's being interviewed, he says he's very excited to be here in NXT. Oh, is that what he said? I couldn't hear him when he talked. The mask is right up against his face like that. This guy looks like a dork, man. Uh, Duke Hudson comes in and says, you don't belong here. There have been a lot of changes here in NXT, and it's now anyone's ball game. Not for you, though. You're undersized and undeserving. Whereas I'm six foot five and two hundred and sixty-five pounds. Six five. Axiom says that he's not afraid of him, and he went, "Well, good for you. You're a nerd," <laughs> and just slaps him across the face. Good. And then they start to brawl. They're fighting through the corridor, which is all lit purple, like kind of like the BD. Yeah. And then they get to the ring where Hudson hits this huge spinning side effect, kind of like Grimes does, but yeah, like looked, a spinning sidewalk slam. Yeah, it looked pretty good. And then poses. Duke grabs the mic and says, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you shouldn't believe in your heroes. They always let you down. Well, Axiom takes the mic and says, things have changed. I can make it and prove you wrong. And I can prove it right here, right now. So setting up for an impromptu match here between the uh, superhero and the poker player. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a poker player anymore. No, he's just 6'5". Yeah, yeah, he's just 6'5". That's his gimmick. Uh, right off the bat, you, you, you wiped off the, the face paint or the, the makeup on the pig that is this like weird gimmick. Because you just had him backstage being interviewed like in this outfit. Just like no algebra, no comic book, no flashiness. Yeah. Just, hi, I'm in this mask and you can't really understand. But if you do understand, you might realize I'm actually that a kid from a little while ago and here he is just like hi i'm a mathlete and then duke is like yo you're a nerd it instantly just like yeah i want to see duke just murder this guy. this guy uh i this this whole thing makes me laugh i and i don't know if they could turn this around but i i cannot stand axiom i i don't hate it like i can't say i'm like <laughs> I, it blows me away but 
to me, it's just another luchador yeah. on the roster. I, I definitely don't hate it as much as you. It's, it uh, makes me laugh. But I don't think the, ep- the wrestling's hit for me yet. I mean, it hits since the with Kim this Jane. match, yeah. So it's a lot of just Duke beating up Axiom, uh, boots him to the floor. Axiom starts to come back with some kicks to the leg, uh, charges into the corner, but gets caught with an Urinagi, kind of Samoa Joe-esque here, kind of catching out midair. Um, but then Duke... Uh, shows that he's tweaked his knee, so he's starting to sell that. Um, I noticed some of the crowd were behind Duke here. There were Duke's a hero chants. Duke was over. Yeah, yeah, Duke was getting chants. I guess because they... I don't think the crowd were too behind this, Maybe. this mathlete luchador. Uh, Duke goes for the razor's edge uh, and gets Axiom pretty high here. He turns it into a Rana and then d- hits a satellite into a roll-up for the pin. And just catching uh, Duke, kind of, sort of what we'd expect, banana peel kind of ending here for yeah. Duke Hudson, uh, which is kind of the role he's in, is this big bully who the little guys always yeah. sneak a win over. And Axiom just runs away after picking up the win before he can get beaten up again. Yeah, I, I still think this guy needs to impress in the ring if we're going to go forward with this whole new Lucha masked character mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, he got the upset win here, but I mean, it gets him over. But then he also, st- I still think he looked like a dork. Mm. And I still think with even watching this, if you weren't too familiar, you know, part-time fan or watcher or whatever, you hear the crowd chanting for Duke, you're going to be like, yeah, actually, I'm on this guy's side. Look at this, like, guy who, mm. in this Halloween costume. Like, sorry, Duke, Duke should, they should rematch this. But I will say, if you do want to get Axiom over, just let him wrestle. I think that'll that'll speak way more volumes than any of these things they've been trying so far. But yeah, I I feel he could almost benefit from like a cruiserweight division again. Not not necessarily like a title stuff, but a few other guys similar size that he can do fun matches with. Because I don't think uh, kind of like Nathan Fraser, he hasn't shown me anything yet that is different. Whereas I think I I think if you gave like ricochet this gimmick i i mean he kind of did in uh lucha underground with the prince puma thing i think he could make it work a bit better because he's a bit flashier yeah that's the thing it just comes across like some like you go to your local indie show Mm. and some guy comes out in the lucha character and you're like yeah it's just some small white guy in a lucha mask that's what this guy comes across as and i think tonight it showed that even more so without like the comic book stuff you know it's like instantly you're just some guy Mm. in a mask who didn't even get over here. Duke is always great in this role. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's probably going to be his role for life. <laughs> kind of here is <laughs> just over. the bully that, like, loses. But I, th- I do think he's good in that role. Yeah. Uh, we see Wesley backstage wearing a Muhammad Ali t-shirt. Hell yeah. And says that Trick thinks he's Muhammad Ali. And, well, that's disrespectful because he did his entrance with all the bright lights and stuff. And then he posed like him from that iconic yeah. photo. Says it's an insult. And next week... We're going to have the best of both worlds. Trick can bring his boxing skills. I will bring my wrestling. And let's be like the UK and do a rounds match. So it's announced uh, later in the show it's going to be six rounds of three minutes. Next week. Uh, next week between these two. Six rounds? Six three-minute rounds. Okay, interesting. So going to do a kind of boxing-style, old UK-style match here, All which right. I'm not... Big into round stuff, no. but I I do appreciate trying to do something different, and we've seen the singles match, so I don't know. I'll be interested to see 
how they work with this. I like them bringing up the the Muhammad Ali pose, yeah, and then like Wes being pissed off by this. Like, no, what the? Fu- you can't just think you're like Muhammad Ali and he's wearing the shirt and stuff. But I, I do think know. Trick and Mellow with the rounds thing could be quite funny. I can imagine him like you know in between rounds in the corner, Mellow doing like the towel yeah. and the water bottle yeah. and massaging him and that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, so it could be fun. Mello! He's going to do all the Rocky and, yeah, good stuff. I just watched, uh, my work was airing uh, Ali, Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Ali, and I never watched that before, so I thought it was pretty good. It's all right. Will Smith actually is allowed to hit people in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember if, I don't think I have seen He it. was nominated for yeah, it, but he didn't I've seen, win. I think it's one of like caught bits on TV. But yeah, never. it was all right. We go to the NXT Tag Team Championship match. It's the Creed Brothers taking on the D'Angelo family. Uh, it starts off with just Brutus beating up stacks. Uh, Tony D hits this. Yeah, it was pretty impressive looking. It was to Julius Creed. It was like the, the X-Plex, you know, the release yeah. vertical suplex, but twists him with it. I thought it looked really good. And Julius kind of sold that this kind of messed him up a bit. I don't know if it genuinely did rock him or what, but he was kind of a bit out of it from this spot. Uh, and manages to tag back in Brutus, who hits this huge pounce to Stax. Period. Sending him flying. Sending him to the Serengeti. Uh The crowd then chanting, Brutus smash, uh, as Stax starts to come back and attacks Brutus's hand on the steps. Uh, there's then a nice double underhook suplex from Tony D. Uh, Julius comes in with the hot tag. He's fully fresh now. Hits a nice t- tilt world backbreaker. Brings out all his crazy beautiful looking suplexes uh and then there's a running forearm to the face another belly to belly say this every week but this guy is great uh the straps come down but he roll runs into an elbow strike from stacks uh brutus makes the tag and starts just doing his double fist clubbing yeah. down like the hulk onto stacks and then we see electra lopez on the outside puts the the crowbar in the ring for tony d to use uh, D'Angelo goes to the crowbar, but then a hand stops it. We pan out and we see, uh, not Pablo Escobar, uh, <laughs> Santos Escobar wild, in a sweet-looking shirt. Life of Pablo. Pulls the crowbar away and just clocks D'Angelo in the face. And as uh, there's a rolling DVD and a huge lariat from Julius for the win, as Legado on the other side are holding stacks back, preventing him to make the save. So, and still, Creed Brothers defeat the D'Angelo family. Uh, Legado have turned on the family. And uh, no Roddy in sight. Yeah, a lot. didn't make it in sight. A lot to unpack here. So, Julius and Brutus looking like absolute units, as always. The Creed Brothers, again, strap in. They're going to be big stars in WWE. Everything hits for these guys right now. Even their promo before and the promo later. Everything works for them. And the wrestling still connecting. The, the wrestling is like the suplexes and throws. It's all good. Um, Santos returning. Great. Uh, that shirt. So nice. Really good. Um, and I think we could finally blow this off and end this whole thing. It's, it's like kind of move, move away from this. And honestly, uh, Legato, move him up. Yeah. Triple H, pull him up. Now, uh, now's the time for sure. They've been in, they've been running shit here for a long time and I think they are instantly a tag team, a triple unit. Do unfortunately you already did the such creative way to introduce Santos. Remember mm. that the cruiserweight, oh, yeah. right? Uh El Hio del, del Phantom Fantasma. Fantasma, yeah. Like that whole thing, if you were to do that on like Raw or SmackDown, 
bring that in the mix with Rey Mysterio. Santos has worn Rey Mysterio-inspired gear a few times. So, like, there's a lot you can do with them. And I think with Keen Wild and uh, Cruz, as we're calling mm-hmm. them now, he they, they've been they've Oh, been they're proven. so good. So get this feud over with. I think do it maybe at the, the Heat Wave or the Premium Live event or whatever they're doing in a few months. And then move these guys up. Because there's some good teams that they can mess around with. Yeah, and I think under Triple H, I'd be interested to see if we kind of bring factions back. Which I, I think is something that could... I think back, factions benefit uh, a company. Because yeah. it makes everything uh, a little bit more important. Even if you're like the fifth guy in a faction. If yeah. you're associated with like a... Like we see with like JAS in a circle those. You can be, you know... Matt Menard down on the pecking order, but suddenly you feel a bit more important because right. you're associated with these people and you can do these inner feuds and different com- combinations. Uh, so I, I think, I think that would be something to benefit the main roster and yeah, bring, bring Legado up. Um, I thought the match was pretty good. I thought this was maybe the most impressive Tony D's looked. I thought he hit some really nice stuff here. Yeah. Uh, Creed's always impress. Uh, Stacks holding his own as well. Um, I want to know like, the terms of this this match where you'd end up working for the other family yeah like was the contract like nullified when uh when tony put escobar in the in the hospital because otherwise they'd have just gone right from day one nah i'm not doing that (laughs) (laughs) i'm not joining your family actually i'm leaving your family no i'm not i'm not though uh, yeah, that's why it's so a little... So we need to see the T's and C's here. It's a little... Yeah, we need to see the contracts of what was going on. Uh, and we still need to find out why they call them stacks. Yeah. But if you want to know, check out our Goodfellas yeah. video on our Patreon. We get a Roxanne Perez video, uh, and it's just highlighting her like friendship and feud with Cora Jade. She's... I, yeah, she's got a bit of an edge here now. Yeah. She's upset, she's obviously. She's mad. Yeah. She's pissed. She says, we were just two broke girls chasing a dream, and I was Cora's biggest fan, because when my friends succeed, I succeed. When my friends win, I win, and we won. And Toxic has been a thorn in Cora's side for a long time, so I used my contract to take them out. And then you turned on me, and that hurt me. That friendship meant more to me than the women's championship. And I know her more than anyone on this planet, and she calls me a selfish bitch. That sadness then turned into anger when I saw her throw the title in the trash. I don't know who this Cora is. The Cora I know is long gone. So, okay, bitch, you want me out of your life? Let's sell this once and for all at Heat Wave. Damn. So, Roxanne versus Cora at Heat Wave? Mm. Jeez, it's all coming to... I think we get something that doesn't happen and the match is prolonged. We'll get a few of these, I yeah. think. This this will go through till the September PLE, I yeah. imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, NXT and just wrestling in general lately is just everyone saying shit and bitch because yeah. they are allowed to. So it just every sentence you just add bitch. I see them totally going the formula, like the, um, like the Gargano champa yeah. formula the uh kyle adam cole formula yeah where we'll get maybe a like an unsanctioned match we'll eventually wow. the title will be in the picture um but yeah roxanne showing a bit more of an edge here she still sounds super young so it's kind of like when she does say something like bitch, bitch what's your language young like, lady yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about i like how she mentioned that uh roxanne says that her and cora were just two broke girls yeah clearly shouting out the newest Wrestling fan in the universe, Kat Dennings. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Two broke girls. I think she said that on purpose because Kat Dennings said, hey, I like wrestling. I love WWE. I want something like that. And then everyone shot their shot with Kat Kat Dennings. Uh, Shout out to broke girls. I used to love that show. Yeah. Stifler's mom. All right. It's good. Uh, We then go to Cora, who's being interviewed, and she says, if only Roxanne was as good in the ring as she is an actress. I'm the talk of the town. You're talking about... Me, you're talking about Bailey, you're talking about Roman. She's, she's up there, Cora Jade. Uh, <laughs> with Roman. And I'm done with that charity case. She wants a match? Well, no bitch. And this is where... <laughs> Sorry, what did she say? No bitch. <laughs> and this is when Mandy Rose walks in and says, I saw what you did to Zoe Stark last week, and I, I want to suggest something. How about you take her out for me? And Cora says, hey, what do I get in this? This seems a bit one-sided. She, she means, and just because I like, don't like Roxy now doesn't mean we're cool. Like, I still hate you. She said, take out Zoe. But we've known Zoe goes out on sushi dates. So yeah. maybe that's what she meant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So Mandy says, well, how about if you take out Zoe Stark, that means you're, you'll take a slot because you'd have been the runner-up in that match. And then you get the title shot. And Cora says, hmm. I'll give it some thought, little girl. I like how she's traded in the skateboard for just a pipe. It's like a yeah, some what sort of the fuck? It looked like a like almost like a metal painted kendo stick. It was like black and purple and yeah, it was weird. It looked like a pipe or a baseball bat. With, it looks like, more spray. effective. So this she's just uh she just is just loves prop work. Yeah, she first has what a little coffin. With a bow on it, remember? She wore, don't oh, forget yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was the goth. with Gigi. Yeah, she just walked around with a little coffin, and then eventually she walked around with a skateboard that she never actually ne- learned how to skate. And mm. then now she's got a pole. Yes. A bat. Yes. Still no General Zod. General Aziz. General Aziz. Yes, but. that's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd wait, <laughs> you'd probably wait for the, the match Next to week. debut him, wouldn't you? And sure. have him help Cora get this win. There you go. Um, and then you put him in a shark cage. Uh, <laughs> we then get a Von Wagner video package, yes. uh, just kind of building up the main event, just basically showing him beating up people, throwing Jiro into the crowd, all of that. I was so excited when he showed up on that SummerSlam thing, because I'm telling you, Logan Paul will be WWE champion, but big Von Wagner should be his muscle. All right. <laughs> Down the line. He's a big superstar, incredible wrestler. He's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> He's fantastic, that one. Uh, we see Caden and Katana, who, as we mentioned earlier, full babyface mode here. They say we've been through hell and back. We've been cheated and we still did it. Caden uh, says that this girl is my rock and all those sacrifices made this much sweeter. We never gave up. And then Katana kind of looks in the camera at us. Says, you never gave up. You never gave up on them, Brayden. Never. And this is where these titles are going to stay. Take a chance on... Nice little celebration promo here. Happy for them. We go to our next match. It's Brooks Jensen versus Joe Gacy. Uh, Jensen in his jorts and cowboy boots. Oh, boy. Jensen's in, like, Dixie Dukes. Yeah, they're like short shorts. Dixie Dukes and cowboy boots versus the Olive Garden waiter. Yeah. (laughs) Of Joe Gacy. Uh, Wade going on about, like, oh, like... Who wrestles in jorts and like <laughs> throwing shade at Cena and things like you got beaten up by a guy in jorts for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jensen, it's a look. Yeah, it's a look. I prefer I prefer it to the 
the long jeans look because it, it it stands out. It it's ridiculous, yeah. but it it yeah. does make him stand out. He's got the flow going now, and his his tash and sideburns like love it. Yeah, why not? Uh, Jensen hits a drive by and then like poses on the apron. Uh, there's a nice looking DDT from Gacy. Uh, Gacy hits like a vicious kind of sliding D, like sliding forearm in the corner, and then does his upside down shit. Uh, hits Urinagi. Uh, Briggs, who's on the outside, confronts the Dyad, trying to get rid of them. But as this is going on, pretty deadly run in for interference, allowing Gacy to hit the handspring clothesline and pins Brooks Jensen. Yeah, uh, a lot went on near like the end of this match. Uh, Jensen hit a pretty cool looking spin wheel kick. Mm-hmm. Shout out Viscera. Yeah. Um, His dad used to do that as well, didn't he? He did. He did like big leg larrys and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I guess this forwards the feud of pretty deadly with Brooks and Jensen, obviously with the titles, but it could be a way to get the titles onto the grizzled young vets or whatever they're called, the schism, jism tree. Um, yeah, I, I hate whatever's going on with Joe Gacy. I just cannot get behind this. It just looks too silly. Like I, I, I love wrestling cause it's so it mixes a fake out there world with real actual people who yeah. are acting and portraying these characters. But when I watch these characters, I don't like it. I want to change the channel, and I feel like it, I can't believe in it. It looks too stupid. I I hope this is this is one. I like explanations in in wrestling, like yeah. why you're ending something. But this is one I'd perfectly be happy with an abort, and they all Stop. come back. Yeah, like uh, Gibson and and Drake can be off for another month, come back with their beards and. Be like, oh, what were we thinking? What happened there? What was going on? Was a, wow, we, we were drinking the had. we yeah. were drinking the Kool Aid yeah. a little bit there. We were we were we were too woke. <laughs> like I, I can see this one sort of like yeah fading out. You, we we've been saying that about Joe no, Gacy well, for like it's different now. Yeah. You know, like Triple H in charge and sure. stuff. Like it, it's not working. I don't know anyone who kind of is into this thing. It's too bad because I think those two with the character they were doing a little while ago, we've said, could be on the main roster. 100%. But yeah. Um, As Gacy's celebrating, he kind of looks into the camera and says, Cameron Grimes, your life has been divided by disappointment and loss. The only way to change your life is from the help of others. I know you're a proud man and I'm reaching out to you. I feel the emptiness in your soul. You know I'm right. And... uh, you you hear someone yell from the crowd like Gacy likes pineapple and pizza <laughs> at this point as well. He has since tweeted saying he absolutely does not like pineapple oh, on his no. pizza, and that's where I went. Yeah, that's why I don't like you, Joe Gacy. Yeah, because anyone who doesn't like pineapple on pizza lives a sad, locked, caged I, life. I think to really make it work, you need the jalapenos, the dirty well. Hawaiian. You need the the heat, the salt. The sweet yeah. and the cheese, it just perfect. I see. Put your phone. Don't tweet us. Don't stop it. You're yeah. wrong. Don't don't even try to change our, our mind or opinion. You're wrong if you don't like it. And if you don't like it, maybe because you don't you haven't tried it properly. Mm. But it works. Okay, yeah. it just does. Well, fruit doesn't belong on pizza. No. Tomatoes Why are tomatoes on it? Yeah. yeah go, exactly. Go Get the yourself. net. Yeah. What are you fucking yeah. doing? bitch yeah <laughs> uh, we go backstage and see some trainees with Cameron Grimes, and one of them's like, dude. Who's talking about you? And Grimes just walks off. <laughs> this is weird. Hey, that, you're Cameron Grimes. Just a bunch you? of, Sorry. Who's talking about you? You mean to tell me this is how backstage people watch NXT? They all just stand around like this? 
Like, you don't have a lounge or something to watch the show, but instead they all just stand there and go, hey, you're Cameron Grimes. You're Cameron Grimes. <laughs> we see uh, Tony D on the phone, and he's going, oh, that's not what we talked about. Thanks for nothing. As he this hangs is up. cutting back and forth between Santos and Tony D. Yeah. But it's like a movie. It's like Scarface, where they have the audio, like, cutting back in between the, the phone call. Oh, man, so funny. So, uh... Tony's saying if it wasn't for Santos, he'd be North American champion and tag team champion. And this is where Santos calls him and says, ah, tough loss for you. How does your jaw feel? Well, after you put me in hospital, we're almost even. I can't work for you. You can't work for me. And we can't work together. Uh, And Tony says, okay, well, one more time. Just you and me. No Legado, no Electra, no Stacks. Just you and me, one on one. And I know the perfect place. A place you'll see me coming from a mile away. Yeah, the, the CWC, you're there every Tuesday, right? <laughs> I guess. I, yeah, I don't know what... Heatwave? Heatwave, I'd imagine. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, the, these two are quite funny. It's ridiculous. But I do think, I do think as performers, they're, they're doing it pretty well. It's, all, it's every like mafia or crime movie where it's like they're talking on the phone like that and cutting back mm. and forth. And like they're angry. It's so overheated. Yeah. Look, Santos is so funny doing these things. We go to a grudge match. Alba Fire taking on Lash Legend. Uh, Legend hits a big pump kick to Fire. Uh, Alba goes up top, but Legend comes after her and goes for a delayed vertical suplex. But Fire kind of knees her in the jaw, knocking her off. And then Legend goes to use the baseball bat, but gets super kicked twice and then hit with the gory bomb, followed by the swanton for the win for Alba Fire. Yeah, a pretty quick match. There was some cool stuff from Lash. I'll give her the credit with the Argentinian backbreaker mm-hmm. and then the butterfly suplex into a kip-up. Uh, and then, of course, Alba Fire doing the, the gory bomb is one of my favorite moves, too. But uh, it didn't uh, get like as messy as I think some of the past Lash legend mm. matches we've seen. So I will say that she's somewhat improving. She's getting to the point, I guess, a little bit quicker. I will say it didn't feel like a, a match that these two have been feuding for a while. It didn't really feel like that heated of a match, sure. considering that these two hate each other. Uh, it was just a, a quick match. Um, we keep on saying about Alba Fire and move her up, but I also think she is important here to be working with these greener talents for them to improve. And it's kind of an un- unfortunate position to be in, but right now with the new people going into... yeah. Uh, like Raw, and we'll see if any changes are made to SmackDown. I don't see really a place for her right now on the main roster. Sure. So maybe it's kind of dull because it's just, unless she's going to be in like a serious kind of title feud, it's just going to be her against you know, your lashes, your yeah. Tiffany Strattons and things. I, I see that's what it will be for her. But you need that. You need those kind of veterans in there to help. Um, we see Trick and Mello who are, are leaving when these... Uh, sexy girls are trying to fix a car. <laughs> help, our car is... Our uh, car broke down. Broke down. So they're like, oh, we can help you. And that was the scene. Good guys, Mellow yeah. and Trick. Yeah, that's their baby face turn. Yeah, these these attractive young ladies need help with their car in the parking lot. Mellow and Trick work here. They know the parking lot is not, not a safe, safe space. It's not safe. So they're here to help these, these young ladies when, yep. when they're in need and in peril. Good guys. We see Nikita Lyons, who uh, is addressing Kiana James here. And she says, I saw your presentation on me last week. And I'm an open book. And I'm damn proud of where I came from. And I've dealt with women like you my entire life. 
This is who I am, and I'm not changing for anybody, especially you. And if you want to change my mind, you can come and face me in the ring next week. So uh, next week, we've got Nikita Lyons and uh, Kiana James. We've got Cora Jade versus Zoe Starks. And we've got the uh, six three-minute rounds match between Trick and Wes. Yeah. Uh, but what did you think of her promo hit? Uh, it was it was all right. It it feels very cookie cutter. It does. It yeah. feels like we've already actually seen this exact feud a little while ago with yeah. someone else, where she's like, "I'm just because I'm different," and you say my mother was a groupie. It's like, all right, you already you literally already did this. So, uh, cool, but not really. Her delivery's fine, but not spectacular as yeah. well. Um, she's still improving. Yeah, but yeah. So we go to our main event, the Falls Count Anywhere match to crown the street champion. Who will be the street champion? So it's reigning street champion Von Wagner <laughs> taking on Solo Sokoa. Um, there's a lot of just brawling around the ring, and then the stairs and the chairs are brought into the ring. There's a backdrop suplex to Sokoa onto the chairs, and then Von is just smashing Sokoa over the back with this chair. Uh, and then he sets up, Wagner sets up two chairs like in the seated position. And scoop slam solo right through them. Yeah, uh, one of them always looks painful. The one dented yeah. in like backwards. It looked nasty. Uh, there's then a Samoan drop on the outside from Sokoa to Wagner on the announce table. I am the table. Mm-hmm. This didn't break. Um, and then to the table because I'm the table. Uh, outside, uh, they they're now brawling like through the arena. They go outside to the parking lot where they. I think it's Solo gets thrown into Mellow which sends him flying into the back of this convertible uh, with the girls, and oh he's, like, no. on the girls' laps, and it's like, oh, my word, no. Uh, Wagner then puts uh, Mel- <laughs> sorry, Solo in a dumpster, and Vic's going, this isn't a dumpster match. That's tomorrow night. I'm and then, know. like, he, Wagner starts to rule, like, walk away as uh, Solo just pops up out of this dumpster, comes out with a bag of trash and starts, <laughs> like, whipping Wagner with it. There's then repeated knees to Wagner against this like steel fence, uh, which look pretty snug, look pretty good. And then they're brawling around backstage. They bump into Cameron Grimes. They just shove just, him out of the way. Just showing Grimes still not having a good day. And then Wagner puts Solo through a table, but it's a two count only. Solo comes back with a fire extinguisher to the face of Wagner. Now they're back in the ring. There's a super kick and Samoan drop from Sokoa. And now Solo's got the steel chair and is smashing Wagner over the back with it and then hits the rock bottom. I'm not going to play on Urinagi. This was a full-on rock bottom on the steel steps. One, two, but the incredible wrestler he is, Von Wagner, kicks Kicks out. Solo climbs to the top, but Stone tries to interfere and gets shoved off, allowing Wagner to crotch him on the ropes. Uh, They're then fighting around the outside and Solo hits two super kicks which allows Wagner to fall perfectly on the announce table. And then Solo comes off with the big splash off the top rope through the announce table and picks up the win. And new Streets champion. A new Streets champion. He's got it back. Yeah. The OG Streets champion. Yeah, uh, I'm happy that this guy won the match going forward. Uh, I do see him being called up. I think it would make sense with some things going on up there. He's he's proved himself. Yeah, I feel you either put him in the North American title picture, which maybe was teased with him knocking into Mello. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of I, I saw the way they were promoting this on like Raw and SummerSlam as maybe prepare yourselves because this guy is coming. 
Von Wagner. Because like Solo was way more promoted in that video package than yeah. Wagner was. Yeah. So I think it's I, I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. I, I I liked it. I liked the finish as well. They tease he's going to hit the splash on the steps, and then instead you got it off the top through the commentary tables. But it looked it looked good, and I do think you know he teased the I got next thing with the title and never really got that chance fully properly. So. Like, yeah, he, he had the match with Grimes, right? Yeah, I think. But then, like, Melo's like, nah, man. So we'll get to that match, whether it be multi-man or something. But uh, it was cool that there's still... Te- I think we are getting a multi-man North American title match. Yeah, just not a ladder. It probably We've will. already done that with, with Melo as champion. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, probably, I hope just... Probably. What would it be? A four-way, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Melo, Vinci, uh, Fraser, and Solo. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but overall, uh, there was a lot of things, as you could tell. We went through so many different segments, which I think they still need to chill. I don't know if this show needs to be two hours because there's so much in it that you're like, okay, could you have condensed this down? And uh, this was a commercial, like, free show for the first, like, good half. Hour, yeah, at least the like- first hour, at least. Felt like it was limited commercials or no commercials at all, which was good. But then you realize there's a lot of segments. For us to know, it, it, like makes, you could read. The, it many, makes the show a lot longer. Yeah, it feels like it's such a longer show just because there's so much going on. When there was still some good wrestling. Again, shout out the, the team of uh, Katana and Caden getting the win and, and the gold. But Yulisa and Faraz just like stole that match from me. Uh, and then some other good wrestling was Tony D wrestling with the Creeds there. I thought yeah. that was pretty good. Even this main event had some good stuff. But top to bottom, it's still delivered in the wrestling. But I still feel like there was there's throwing so much at us, like chill. Yeah, I I enjoyed the show. I didn't think there was actually anything really. I okay, we I don't like Gacy, but yeah. I don't think there was anything bad on this show, to be honest. But it's I can't say it was. It, it's something about the pacing, and I mentioned that at the beginning with with Raw, uh, the pace of an AEW show, which is a lot, but like I just feel energized throughout yeah. the whole thing. Whereas this, you're looking at the clock and you go, oh, we've still got two matches left and you've got this backstage thing. And it just, it felt quite long this week, but I didn't think it was bad. I don't think we have the Triple H back, black and gold takeover that everyone thinks we're getting back to already. Like, well, we're I mean, not getting the thing there, is, but... this is, it's developmental. So they're working with that PC class they had. Of course. But it was interesting. I, I think I read a, a report somewhere that um, they're changing the... The last they just had a like a talent scout thing recently, like last yep. week, didn't yep. they? And apparently there were quite a few like concussions from oh. like these big green guys. So yeah. they're like obviously they're gonna change their they're gonna pivot. So it, it's you're not gonna see those changes right away, but like the next class we see be interesting to see if you get a lot more of your indie names out right. there coming in. Yeah, who would you get? Uh <laughs> Gringo. Gringo Loco. Obviously, Tarus. Black Tarus, if he's not already signed, I think he's I, he's on Impact a lot. I yeah. think he's signed with them, but but you know when you wrestle on Impact, out of those yeah, contracts. Yeah. Um, Speedball, yeah, again he's he'd be a great he's guy. Impact right now, but yeah. some someone he's been hot on the Indies. Uh, NXT 2.0 needs a shot of Effie. <laughs> not big on Effie, <laughs> but uh, someone like again, it's once I'm thinking all Impact guys here, but Josh yeah. Alexander as well. True, yeah. Have him in the diamond mine with the creeds and stuff. Yeah. Book it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see the next time they do one of these kind of PC recruitments who we get and 
we'll see the change. Whereas main roster, you can kind of start those changes now because you're looking at your developmental and you're going, all right, I want them, I want them. Sorry, we released, we released Dakota Kai. Dakota, come back. Like you can kind of do that with NXT. It's I guess takes a little bit more time. But, but yeah, going mainly forward, positive on this show, yeah. I'd say, this week. And they're going towards this heat wave thing in two weeks, like their kind of big TV special. And then after that, in what, early September, the same day as All Out, they'll be doing a show. Still haven't announced that yet, but they will be uh, doing that hopefully during the day and not against so. All Out. I hope so. Uh, so that's easier for us so we can do a show on that as well. But uh, yeah, it uh, wasn't, wasn't too bad of an episode of NXT. And uh, I am looking forward to seeing some of the matches that they have promoted uh, going forward. Uh, we do have a bit of feedback here on our Facebook group. If you haven't joined already, up next on the, the podcast on the page, there's up next group in Facebook. Join that. Corey writes in, so how about EO's debut at SummerSlam and then her match on Raw? Are you guys going to, to the Toronto Raw on August 22nd now that she'll likely be there? I'm, I'm going to go. I haven't got tickets yet, but I, I plan on going. Look, Io Shirai, probably my favorite wrestler uh, in the company, and you're telling me if she's on Raw, they swap out that Io. Sorry, they were promoting Cody versus Seth originally, but now it should be Io versus Seth. And uh, Io versus Seth, yeah. <laughs> you laugh, but that would be a probably better match than most of the guys. Oh yeah, with Seth. So just saying, that would be great. But uh, I, I'll, I'll dream on. Corey continues. Anyways, decent episode of NXT. The weakest match was Mandy Saray. I was hoping the regime change. Would be more kind to Saray, but she got squashed into five-minute match. Mandy is really not good in the ring at this point, and it's hard to see her doing well in this new era if she's ever called up. Mainly feel bad for Saray, who's just a jobber at this point. She hasn't won a match on 2.0 in almost six months. Jeez. We go to Cameron, who says, Enjoyed the show. About time tag titles were on an actual team. Could have probably got rid of a few silly segments for some longer matches, but I didn't dislike this episode. Will be interesting to see if Triple H calls up more NXT stars in the next couple of weeks. Please come and save Cameron Grimes, Hunter. Looking forward to your review. Up next, Summer Mania was fire. Hey, Take thank care. you very Thanks, much, Cameron. I think Cameron was a new patron. Oh, I think he wrote in to, to us earlier this week saying he watched Summer Summer Mania and then uh, signed up to our Patreon. I think oh, he was. So thank shout you. out Cameron. And shout out you, Corey, for writing in. And shout out all of you. Yes, for listening to us here talk about some. A- sorry, not AEW, NXT. We will be talking about Dynamite again on Rewind to Dynamite with John Pollock. Go check that out on their feed uh, late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. Can't wait to talk all about that. But if you do want to hear more, patreon.com slash up next. All these podcasts. We got a was next this week and Man of Steel coming out this week. But check the, the Twitter at up next podcast because we have the schedule up there with all the shows coming out. Dunstan checks in. Best match ever, Rey Mysterio. A few good men. It's a wild month. Oh, it's all over the place. And the that's heat how wave. I like it. Yeah, the heat wave coming as well. But we appreciate you guys checking us out. Go check us out. It's only five bucks. That equals to pennies per podcast at your fingertips. You mm. check the RSS feed links to your podcast app, and you can download and check out all the past shows we've done. So many podcasts out there in our back catalog. And uh, yeah. Go check them out. Go check it out, guys. Thank you for coming. Yeah, we appreciate you hanging out with us here on Up Next, and uh, we love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I myself, Brayden Harrington. You can find me Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray D, and I am at Davy Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe, bitch. Oh boy.
Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.